Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. today is about its testimony, Brother Jack, about the testimony of the Word of God. Amen. I'm thankful for the Word of God, Brother Allen. Um, yeah, I'm just thankful. Um, John 5 and 39 says, search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. Brother Donnie, I was, uh, a couple of Fridays ago, was going to Ocala, um, over there, Sister Tilly, and um, had the radio on, and um, I don't know if y'all have ever heard of Brother Lester Roloff. He was a, a minister, I think, out of like Arkansas, had a boy's home. Sister Susan had started a woman's uh, ladies for, for alcoholics and drug abusers and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, um, he happened to come on the radio, Brother Rayleigh, and, um, and I got to listen a little bit. I had listened to uh, Brother Roloff some probably 15 years ago, Sister Donna. But but my point is, is that word that he was preaching that day on the radio, though that he's dead and gone now, Brother Junior is just as powerful as it was the very first day that he spoke into that microphone, Brother Jerry, and said, thus saith the word of God. So I'm thankful, church, for a word that goes on, amen, that he said that heaven and earth, Brother Brian, would pass away. But his word, church, and, and the testimony, I, we were, honey and I was talking about um, some Bible stuff on the way over this morning, Sister Brittany, and I said, you know, I'd really, uh, Brother Leonard, because I'm a curious kind of a person, would like to know the backstories of some of the stories that's in the Bible, Sister Bird. But you know, the, the main thing is the main thing, which is Jesus, amen. But when you just wonder, Brother Wayne, and when you read some of these stories that God's done, wouldn't you just like to follow those folks? Wouldn't you just like to went back home with Legion after God had clothed him and in his right mind? And the Bible said he went back and just spread it abroad. Brother Larry, what God had done for him. And Brother Toby, I appreciate what you had to say about a testimony because, you know, uh, we quote, were talking about this coming over in the book of Revelations. You know, the Bible said that we overcome him, the wicked one, by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony. And um, just to share, you never know when God's a, uh, or somebody's waiting. Because here's the thing. People can relate um, when you talk to them, Brother Jerry, about what God's done for you personally. Amen. Um, you know, when you go back, I tell folks all the time, when you go back home, those folks sort of see a difference, Sister Tilly, in your life and my life. Amen. And it not necessarily just have to be the way we dress or that type of stuff. It's our conversation the way, the way we conduct ourselves and the things that uh, somebody said, the things I once loved, I now hate, and the things that I once hated, I now love. Amen? And, and I think that's, you know, I, I'm so thankful for Pastor uh, saying we're having church this morning. Amen? Because I wanted to come to the house of God, not because I'm speaking, 
Sister Terry, but because I wanted to come hear the Word of God. Amen. I wanted to come and worship with some folks. I wanted to, I heard a preacher say the other day, you know, um, worship is not for us. Worship is for God. The Word of God, Brother Rayleigh, is for us. Amen. That's what encourages us and builds our faith up. Amen. But when we worship, that's to lift up the bloodstained banner of him, Brother Ben, and give glory and honor to his name. I think a lot of times we get it mixed up and we think worship's for us, Brother Kevin, but it ain't about us. It's about lifting up God and lifting up what God's done, amen? Just another different form of a testimony, amen? So I'm going to try to quit rambling. We're going to get started here. And Deuteronomy 6 and 1 through 9, I know you all know this, but I'd like to visit this for just a second. It says, now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you, that ye might do them in the land, whether he... Ye go to possess it, that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes, his commandments which I command thee, thou and thy sons and thy sons' sons, all the days of thy life, and that the, thy days may be prolonged. He said, Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily, as the Lord thy fathers hath promised thee, and in the land that floweth with milk and honey. He said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, soul, and might. And, and these words which... Uh-oh. And these words... Let's see. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them... When thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou layest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and they shall be a frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. Amen. So the Lord, and Moses was telling him, so when you rise up in the morning, you tell your kids. Tell kids what you've done, and, 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 you know, and I'm so thankful. I know when our kids was at the house, Brother Mike, we used to... Uh, maybe just start a scripture and just see, you know, just see if they could finish that thing, you know, because we wanted them to get in. There was games that we would play that would, like a Bible quiz, that you could get in there and start getting in there and pulling things out because here's the thing, church. So, Jen, our children need to see us. Amen? You know, if we want to raise worshipers, we need to be worshipers. If we want to read if we want to raise people that write, read the Bible, we need to be Bible readers. Amen. If we want to raise children, Brother Pope, that wants to talk about the Lord, we need to talk about the Lord. If we want to raise a generation of folks that wants to give, whether it be with time, whether it be with their offerings or whatever it might be, we need to be that example. Amen. And that's what Moses was saying. He said, look, he said, when you wake up, when you sit around, when you, and I think a lot of times in this culture that we live in, um, it seems like, Sister Lana, that the devil would convince us that we just ain't got time to do anything anymore. Amen? But I can tell you, you know, when I was 20, 30 years ago, I still had time pressing me back then. Amen? But the thing is, is we've got to instill this. If we don't teach our children, church, Sister Chelsea, there's a world out there that'll teach our children. Amen? If we're not the example to our family, there's a world out there, Sister Melinda, that will be that example. Sister Danielle said something last year that, I, and you know, I don't know why things stick sometimes, but what she said just really blew me away when she was talking about Bible quizzers. And Brother Dave, she said, and it, she said it helps keep them in church. 
said 80% of apostolic teenagers end up out of church. That means the church only had a 20% retention rate. Those involved in Bible quizzing have the exact opposite happen of children and teenagers who have been involved in quizzing for three or more consecutive years. Listen to this number, 80%. Sister Amanda, 80% stay in the church for the rest of their lives, whereas only 20% of the same group backslide. The longer they are quizzing, the higher the chance that they shall stay and it goes up. And, verse, and number four, it says, when you learn why you believe something, Amen. You know the thing is when and when I when the Lord blessed me with my job that I spin around in my chair, I didn't know the much end of the front end of a computer or the back end of a computer. But I remember going in the girls' room, they had a little iPad, and I was gonna teach myself how to type, Sister Board, real quick, because you know I knew I was going to need to type when I got on that computer. I ain't a bit faster today than I was then. But I thought I could just lay there on that bed and in 15 minutes have it all picked up. But it just didn't happen that way. But, you know, by the grace of God, I don't I mean, I type real quicker now, but I do a little bit more than just feed the chicken throwing corn out there and pecking and pecking and pecking, Brother Chris. But my point is, the more we do something, the better we get at it. Amen? So the more that we read the Word... The more we testify about the word, the more we speak the word, the more. We had a preacher friend of ours said one time, Brother Wayne, he said, junk in, junk out. Word in, word out. Amen. And I think that's the one thing that the devil does to us. He tries to intimidate us because sometimes we really don't, Brother Everett, we don't spend the time in the word that we need to spend in the word. Amen. Because what I'm going to do is when I get to church, I know that the minister is going to be spent time in the word. Amen. But Brother Larry, when I get outside and I get an opportunity to tell a testimony about how good God's been, amen, when somebody looks you in the eyes and says, Brother Junior, what do I need to do to be saved? Amen. That ain't the time that you call Pastor Boyd and say, what was that scripture? But see, the thing is, we're talking about the testimony of God's word. We're talking about the power of God's word, the importance of getting that word on, because we all know the story of when Jesus come out of the 40 day in the wilderness. Amen. The first person meeting there. Amen. So Townsend was the devil. Amen. And the honest thing the Lord just shot back at him, he said, it's just written. So Wendy, that's what he said, right? Amen. He said, it is written. So church, we got, because the Bible said that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. And I know we, we maybe don't have a lot of hunters in the house, but, you know, if I was raised, we, we had double barrels at the house, and uh, that's what we hunted with. Says so Brittany, when we went in the woods, I usually had both pockets full of shells and two bullets or two shells in the chamber, Brother Danny. I never went in there in the woods looking for an animal with no shells in my gun. I was always prepared. Amen. Just in case... Something came out, I was able, amen. So my point is, this morning, church, is we have to be prepared. We have to spend time, as, as Moses told the children of Israel, right? keep these scriptures between your eyes, amen. Write them on your walls, write them on your doorposts. Get that word on the inside, amen, because that's one thing. You know, when, um, when the devil comes at you, 
to try to put that spirit of fear in you. Amen. You can lean back, Sister Sherry, on the Word of God. Amen. Because you can, you can, you know, if all falls apart around you, you can stand. Amen. I don't know about y'all, but, but I've been in places where I got some bad, bad news. But JT, all I knew to do was just tell. We told a doctor one time, I told him, he said, he said, you need to make plans for a funeral because your daddy's never coming out of the hospital. I said, well, here's what you need to do. You do what the book tells you to do, and we're going to do what our book tells us to do. Amen? Because, see, what he said, Brother Howard, didn't intimidate me. Because he can only go so far. But the God of the heavens that, 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 that I know that I've seen work in my life, person, testimony. I had no doubt. Now, whether God did it or not, Brother Jack, I didn't understand that, okay? But if he didn't, I was okay with that because my dad was saved. And I'm thankful for a God that when trouble walks into my life, Sister Susan, he don't take a vacation. He don't ask Michael and Gabriel, what you think we're going to do about this thing, boys? Amen? I don't know about y'all, but I'm thankful for a God that, that, that left us his spirit to lead us and guide us into all truth. That said that fear hath torment, but perfect love cast out all fear. Because you understand, the Bible said in John 10, 10, I think, he said the devil come but to kill, steal, and destroy. Amen. But he went on to say, but he come that we may have life and have that life more abundant, abundant life. Sister Jane, I'm thankful for the abundant life that God offers. Amen. When I read it, amen, Brother Jack, amen. When I read in the book of Revelation about what heaven's going to be, that's great. I'm excited. I'm excited about spending eternity worshiping Jesus, the rest of the, whatever. But I'm thankful for a God that helps me get through right now. I'm thankful for a God that if I go to work tomorrow, he goes with me. Amen? If it, I'm trying to be good this morning. But what I'm trying to tell you is, church, God is God. He's the same God that talked to Moses. If we'll take Moses, what he told Moses, and apply it to our life at our home, it'll still work, Brother Allen. We have got to raise God-fearing children and grandchildren. Matthew 10 and 8 says, Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. He said, Freely you have received and freely give. He said in Mark 16 and 17, he, and 18, he said, These signs shall follow them that believe. He said, In my name, there's power. I think it was Wednesday night. I think Brother Boyd said, At the name of Jesus, every knee, Sister Shanna, is going to bow, and every tongue's going to confess. At that name, they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Amen? Um, talking about the testimony of God's word, uh, uh, and we're trying not to get sidetracked with this, and we're going to read in Mark 6, 1 through 6. But, but, but my little title here I put was that Jesus marvels. Now, and if I'm correct about this, there's two places in the New Testament that says that Jesus marveled. 
So I want to read you this one, Brother Donnie, and then we're going to go into what I want to talk to you about real quickly. Mark 6, 1, 6, 1 through 6, it says, And he went out from thence and came into his own country. The church said his own country, in his house, in his neighborhood. And the disciples followed him, and when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished and saying, From whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hand? Verse 3 says, Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, and Joseph, and Judah, and Simeon? Are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, and among his own kin, and his own house. I'm going to stop there for just a minute. Have you found when you testify to your own people? Sister Shirley, have you noticed when your own people, the people that know, say, I know where you come from, Brother Harley. Amen. They look at you and sometimes can be your greatest adversary. Amen. Now, Brother Howe, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around that God Almighty. And I understand they maybe didn't understand, but, but the thing is they had, to, they had to see the miracles that was going on. But how that they said, he's just a carpenter's son. Amen? See, the thing is, um, sometimes we think about what people used to be, Brother Toby. But the Bible said that we're new creatures in Christ Jesus. Amen? All things have passed away, but all things become new. We're that new creature. Change things, Sister Lana, has changed in our life. Amen? And it said, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. The Bible said in verse 5 that he could do there but no mighty work save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folks and healed them. And verse 6 says, and he marveled. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Hard to believe. Brother Brian, that unbelief could shut down God of Almighty. Just put a clamp on it and just shut it down, Brother Brian. Because of their unbelief. So here's what I want to talk to you about real quickly. He said, the centurion servant, and I know we all know the story. Now when he had, in Luke 7, 1 through 10, said, now when he had ended all his sayings in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum. And a certain centurion servant who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. And when he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. And they that came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying that he was worthy for whom he stood to do this. I'm thankful that I don't have to be worthy, Sister Tilly. Amen. I just have to have a humble spirit and understand that my righteousness is as filthy rags in God's nostril. But it's his grace, Brother Ben, and his love and his mercy that does it. Amen. I don't have to do anything but be a servant, to humble myself and let God work in my life. And they said, for he loveth our nation, he had built a synagogue. Then Jesus went with them, and when he was now not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying unto him, Lord, trouble not thyself, for I am not worthy that thou shouldest enter under my roof. Wherefore, neither thought myself worthy to come unto thee. He said, but in a word, but say in a word, my servant shall be healed. 
For I also am a man set under authority, having under me soldiers. And I say unto one, Go, and he goeth. To another, Come, and he cometh. And to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him. And, and turned about and said unto the people that followed him, I say unto you, I have not found so great a faith, no, not in Israel. And they that were sent, returning to the house, found the servant whole that had been sick. I thought about how that when he went to his hometown, he marveled because of their unbelief. This centurion, that really he wasn't a Jew, Brother Jerry. He was a Roman. He had to hear that somebody got healed or somebody got delivered or something happened somehow. Just hearing, church, just hearing. You know, we... uh, you hear people all the time talking about a need of word, amen. You know, have you been around those folks that, man, I remember when we used to go to the tents, people would say, Brother Junior, man, when I, I guess I got to get a word from the man of God. He's got to get a word. I agree with Pastor. We got 66 books full of all the words you need, amen. Amen. He told him in the book of Revelation, he said, old John said, just eat the whole book. But, Jerry, if we'll eat the whole book, Amen. I'm one of those that believe it from Genesis all the way to Revelation. Amen. He's the God that was in Genesis, and he's the same God, Sister Susan, that's in the book of Revelation. Amen. Eat the whole book, church. But aren't you, he just heard the centurion said, I just, if I could just get you, God, you don't even have to come and put your hands on him. Oh, Sister Susan, if we just come to church and say, God, I just got to, you know, I I like, I'm going to be careful right here. I like to worship, and I like to jump, and if I had hair, I'd like to shout it down. I would. Man, I'd like that. Man, I've seen them roll around on the floor, and man, they just, man, they look like they've been to church. You know what I'm saying? I know. I got to calm down, but here's what I'm trying to tell you. Man, it's that word. It's that word that's going to break the yoke, church. When you're at home, Sister Gussie, and ain't nobody can get to you, that word is there. When you can call back to remembrance, your testimony, amen. I don't know how many times I had to remind the devil all the good things God's done for me. You know you know what I'm saying, Brother Brian? Because the devil say, man, you know your, your, your foot hurts or your toe hurts or your nose hurts or something hurts. Amen. I got such a burning testimony, Brother Chris, I want to tell you, but I'm just going to lay it for another day. But here's what I'm telling you, church. You can trust God. Don't let the devil lie to you and steal this abundant life that God wants to give you. Brother Zach, trust God. That's why it's so important to get the word, amen, the word, the word, his testimony. Because I think the word said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Amen? If he opened a blinded eye for a man called blind Barnabas, amen. God don't take no vacation, church. He just wants us to set that unbelief to this. We ought to be so excited it's an opportunity to come to church we get to do two things, Sister Donna. We get to worship God, then we, need, then we get an opportunity to get word on the inside that we can take outside the four walls and be the church outside. Yeah. Yeah. Amen, Sister Sherry. 
God was so marveled. He said, I had found not so great a faith, no, not in Israel. The man said, I don't need to see you turn the water into wine. I don't need to see you open blinded eyes. I heard Brother Chris say, I don't have to be part of the fishes and the bread crowd. I don't have to see that Peter went down and got a fish and had some coins in his mouth. I just need a word. When we get dressed for church, we ought to be saying, God, I just want a word. I don't need you to send prophetess or prophet to come back here and rub me on my old onion head. And th- hey, I just need to hear your word to get excited. When's the last? Okay, I'm going to move on. Okay, I got to go. I'm running out of time. Okay, hey, I want to tell you all this real quick. I had shared this testimony or this kind of saying it at Mount Zion one night. We had a visiting preacher come in, Brother Mike, and when I started, he looked at me like I was crazy. When I got through, he looked at me like I was even more crazier. So I'm going to try it on y'all and see how y'all's response is, okay? Amen. Um, and it ain't about honey, but it is about honey. And, and I'm gonna say, what I'm about to say, don't take this out of uh, context of what I'm about to tell you. You know, if, if um, you know, if I don't, if I'm not healthy or whatever, Brother Howe, I don't always run to the doctors, what I'm trying to say. Because I like to just, God said, prove me. You know, I know when Malachi, he was talking about your givings and all that. But I think we could put that to the New Testament in our day about proving God. So, so that kind of stuff don't really blow me out of the water. But what does blow me out of the water is that if I was to die today, that Sharon would be taken care of. I, I, I'm an insurance, life insurance kind of idiot. I really am. Because, and I'll tell you why, because if Sharon got remarried, and she should because she deserves somebody that's going to be really good to her because the one she had now is kind of crazy. But anyway, she needs a good stable force in her life. But I want her, Pastor, and I'm being serious about this, I want her to have enough money, by the grace of God, that if she got married again, it would be because she wanted to get married again. Not because, Sister Cricket, there was a need in her life and she needed. Does that make sense? Because, well, Larry, I feel like I'm responsible. That's my job as a husband to provide. Amen? I believe that, Brother Jack. I really do. So I would hope, by the grace of God, that she'd just have more money and she knew what to do with. Amen? Because then if she got married, it would be because she loved that person and she didn't need somebody to carry her. I feel that way about God. Well, see, Sister Towns, that's the way God wants us to feel about him. Because God say, I got all this taken care of. When you worry, you're just spending time that you could be spending praising and worshiping God. Because he held yesterday. He holds today. Sister Bird, he's got tomorrow. Amen? So, so see, when we are worrying and get all tight and messed up, amen, what do you call that word, anxious? We're really doing a disservice to the God that we serve, Sister Amanda. Because, see, we just talked about how the devil went about to kill, steal, and destroy. God's saying, Sister Susan, I made everything available for you. He said, through every temptation, I made a way of escape. God said, I love you, Brother Pope. That's why I died for you. I love you, Brother Pope. That's why I took stripes on my back. I love you, Brother Pope. That's why I left you the Holy Ghost to lead and guide you into all truth. I love you, Brother Pope. That's why I left you my word. 
Aren't you thankful that you serve a God? And my, 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 how can we not want to come to a house of God when the Spirit of God gets to moving? And, and, and Brother Everett said something a couple of Wednesdays tonight, and I'm so thankful. Wednesday night was a shouting service. Sunday morning was a shouting service. It can be a shouting service if we were just here picking up acorns out there in the grass talking about the goodness of God, Brother Kevin. Amen. Because God, he said we're two or three. He didn't say you had to have a huge crowd. He just wants to be invited to the get-together. Amen. I'm hurrying. We're talking about the testimony of God's word. Tell you a little snippet about David's army, and we're fixing to get to the zigzag, but I want to tell you about David's army that when he was running from Saul. And 1 Samuel 22, 1 through 2 says, David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave of Abdullam. And when his brethren and all his father's house heard it, they went down thither to him. And if I was going to put an army together, these are probably the kind of friends that, that I would have in my army. And everyone that was in distress and everyone that was in debt and everyone that was discontent gathered themselves unto him, and he became a captain over them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Brother Johnny? It don't say they was mighty men or warrior. didn't say they had killed thousands upon thousands. They just said, Sister Shannon, these guys had problems. Aren't you thankful, Sister Chelsea, for a God that says you don't have to be perfect? Whomsoever will, just come. Just come. Have you ever heard people say, well, now, when I get everything straightened out, Brother Wayne, I'll come join you in church. Huh? <laughs> Most of those people don't ever come to church, Brother Leonard. <laughs> right? Because if you're trying to straighten it out yourself, you can't straighten it out. Amen? Amen. Just take your hands off the wheel and say, all right, God, it's all on you now. Amen? And now, I'm trying to take on focus here, but ain't that what he told Peter? Then Peter said, if it be thee, if it be thee, bid me come. Ain't that what he said, Pastor? And Jesus just said one word, didn't he? Tell me again. I don't know how many people was in the boat with Peter, but only one heard the word say come. Amen? Only one heard the voice say come. And Peter said, I think I will. <laughs> I think I will. And come on out of that thing. Who will be this morning will be the one that hears the voice that says, come. That come to the house with the need, needing a word from God. And I believe the word this morning is just come. Just come. He's paid the ultimate price. You done got up this morning, put on your best shirt, and your best smell good. And if you had some hair, you washed your hair, and it's all put together nice and neat, and it looks great. So you're here now. So let's worship God. Let's open up our heart and let the Word of God get rooted and grounded in our heart that it may bring forth some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. Amen? And it went on and said, And they gathered themselves unto him and became a captain over them, and they were with him about 400 men. Proverbs 18 and 21 said, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And the church said, Amen. Have you ever been around somebody that spewed death? Said, Susan, it don't take me very long to get on down the road from that. Amen. So we're talking about, now we're talking about Ziglag. We're talking about the same David. 
talking about the same Saul that's chasing him. And he, in verse 29, he had hooked up with the Philistines, the enemies. In verse, in chapter 30, verse 1, it said, It came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire. Had taken the women captive that were th- there in, they slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives, their sons, their daughters were taken captives. And then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept till they had no power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captives, Anamon the Jezreelite and Abigail, his wife of Nabal, the, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him. Just a few chapters earlier, those that didn't have nowhere else to go, Brother Brian hooked himself up with this man called David and wanted him to be their leader, their king. Now they're talking about because things all went wrong. Sister Amy, now they're talking about stoning the man of God. David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him because the soul of all the people were grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But the last line of chapter of verse 6 said, but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. That's why it's important for thou to have a relationship with God. When the folks that joined up with you, Sister Jane said all these great things about you and said, we want you to be the leader. Sometimes things can just change. Aren't you thankful that you serve a God that's never changing? The Bible said there's no variableness or shadow of turn. He don't even know how to turn, Brother Rayleigh, because he's forever settled in heaven. Amen. But these men said, man, we've lost everything. We come home. Our family's gone. It's a bad day for us. And they turned on David. But it said, and David encouraged himself. You know, I was thinking about, don't you just got to believe that his mind went back to that old bear that showed up? And that old lion that showed up, Sister Lana? I think about maybe he thought about that time when he used to play the harp for old Saul when that old evil spirit got stirred up in Because the Bible said when that spirit come on Saul, the only thing that would calm him down was that old man called David that was streaming that harp. I don't know about y'all, Sister Terry, but I've, I've read the Word of God to where I was just really uptight and upset, and God just brought that thing right back down. I've heard a song on the radio. Sister Terry just, just calmed me just right back down. I'm thankful that I've come to church, Brother Jerry, needing a word. And God had a word waiting on me to get to church. But Sister Tilly, what would have happened if I hadn't come to church and got the word that God had prepared for me? Amen. Now, I understand real quickly quickly, that y'all understand what this is. It's just a comb that Brother Wayne don't need, so let's get that out of the way right now. Smile, Brother Chris. Amen. I don't need this thing, Brother Wayne, but I keep it, Brother Hal, to scratch my back when my back itches and I can't get to it. 
Brother Dave, I've had more conversation about this blue comb than you can imagine. As I put it in my back pocket, and it never fails. Somebody goes, Wayne, what are you doing with a comb? You don't need a comb, son. Amen, Pastor. True story. This is a true story. Honey will back me up on what I'm about to tell you. Now, where I live, across the bridge in Levi County, I'm so thankful Brother Danny still lets me cross the bridge and come fellowships with y'all wonderful, wonderful people. When I get home, my shoes go in a certain place, my clothes go in a certain place, everything's in place at my house. Unless honey gets home before me and messes up things, Sister Brittany. True story. Amen. She'll tell you. I, I don't, if, if I go to a hotel room, it's straightened up. If I go in Walmart and something's laying on the floor, I pick it up. I'm just OCD like that, Brother Junior. But anyway, my comb goes in a certain spot at the house in a drawer that, that just ain't nobody there but me and Honey, two cats and two dogs. So when my stuff ain't in its place, it ain't my fault, it's Honey's fault. Because I know the cats ain't done it, Brother Jerry, and I know my dogs ain't done because they love daddy. Because when I come home, they all shaking and excited to see me. I'm going somewhere, Pastor. I am, I promise you. I'm fixing to get jerked on the coattail. That's why I take my coat off. That's why I keep my coat off, because I don't, but anyway. I come home. The next morning when I got up to go to work, my comb wasn't on my box in my drawer. Now, I still washed my hair, and I still brushed my hair, and I still went to work. But I wanted my comb back. Now, we got a super Walmart, Brother Wayne, right down the road from where we live at. I could have stopped in there and took my credit card and swiped in and got, but I wanted my comb back. You know what I'm saying, Sister Susan? Because, see, I was raised under a man of God that said there's nothing impossible to those that believe. Nothing. See, to you, it's just a stupid old comb that they sell at Walmart, the Dollar General, Family Dollar. But to me, it's a testimony. Because, true story, prayed for this thing for maybe a week or two. Brother Ben tore that drawer out, looked, had her look. Got up one morning, my comb sitting back on that box. True story, say amen. <laughs> True, Brother Hal. Here's what I'm telling you. This comb's got me through a lot of stuff. Because you know what? I got more, but I got the clothes. The God that I serve and that you serve cares about anything and everything about you in your life. He said he marveled at one man that said, all I need from you, God, is just speak the word. The other folks said, nah, you're not Jesus. You're that carpenter's boy. We know your brothers. We know your sisters. Brother Brian, we know your mama, and we know your daddy. That same God, when that centurion said, don't even come to my house, just speak the word. So when I look at that comb, and we face adversaries, Brother Larry, that God that I serve, that went away to prepare a place for me and you, 
that died on that cross for me and you, if he cares about a dollar, whatever, comb, it wasn't a comb that he cared about, Sister Shannon. He cared about me because I had a request and I wanted to God. Because here's the thing, Brother Kevin, if you trust God for a comb, you can trust God when that man in the white suit or that woman walks in white suit and says, look here, you got a disease and you're going to die. Or you get a notice in the mailbox that says you are behind and we coming to take your stuff. Can I get you to stand? And I'm through. Can I get you to raise your hands and just thank God for God being God? Because he's worthy, church. He's worthy. Might there be somebody in this house that would just be waiting for God and God's just waiting for you to move because God just said, come. If you have a need, just come. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806, or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.